0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I asked the Lord what I should preach on first Sunday of year 2012, and the Lord told me to preach this message. The reason God told me to preach this message is to start the year with a spiritual New Year resolution of how we're going to walk the rest of our life on earth here to the end. Not only year 2012, but until we go to be with the Lord or until Jesus comes back to meet all of us and reign on earth for 1,000 years. As a pastor, I noticed one thing. I've been a Christian for 30 years. I came from Buddhism. So I came from really anti-Christian. Now I love Jesus so much. And I want all the people in the world to know Jesus because he's so real to me. And I noticed that in the world, there are people who don't care much about God at all. No matter how you witness to them, no matter how you tell them that God is so real, you witness, even they see signs wonder, people get healed in front of them, God perform miracle, they still don't care. And they want to lead their own life. They want to be their own boss. They don't want to get relationship with the Father in heaven. And when I see that, I'm so sad to see people reject the love of God. Another group of people on earth is people who know God. But unfortunately, they are very lukewarm and they just sing this song in their heart, even though they don't sing, but it's in their heart sela Whatever will be will be. So they have this kinda of attitude that I don't need to seek God, I just wait for God to do something for me. I'm just Kwesala Selah. Whatever will be will be. Maybe I go to church five times a year. I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need to press in. I don't need to be hungry for the things of God. They miss a lot of blessing. They miss a lot of good things that God has for them. And after they face trouble, they complain that God doesn't love them. God is not fair. But actually, they do it themselves because they don't seek God. But what I'd like to challenge all the members of New Hope International Church, and I live this kind of life for the past 30 years, from the first day I accepted Jesus Christ. And Pastor Dar can be a witness that I have been doing this all these 30 years of my life. I have been seeking the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul. I have been hungry and thirsty for the things of God and still seeking and hungry and pressed in to know the Lord. And I pray that after this teaching, you all will make a decision. If you already seek God, you make a New Year resolution that you will be diligently seeking God all the days of your life. You will not sing Quetzalá, whatever will be, will be. If you uh, look warm and you kind of live day by day, and don't care much about the things of God. I pray that you will repent and you say I'm going to change from January 1st year 2012. God has many promises for those who seek him. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled." The Bible says clearly, "If you are hungry and thirsty for the things of God, you shall be filled. The Bible say, but seek first the kingdom of God. Everyone say first. The kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus say in the book of Matthew that we should seek God with all our heart and all the things that we need shall be added unto us. The Bible say in Hebrews 11, verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him for he who comes to God must believe that he is I mean he is alive he is the real god is not just a fake god that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him diligently seek him what does it mean diligent it means take serious and take time and put effort and do the best we can to seek the lord and today we're going to look at one example of the Bible that we want to follow. That is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. You need to understand that God is one God but has three parts. The Father, the Son means Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. God, three parts has existed for eternity from before the creation of the world. God, Jesus, did not appear on earth 2,000 years ago, just come into existence in Christmas time, but He existed. Before the creation. And he created the heavens and the earth with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. But 2,000 plus years ago, he came into the world in the human form, in the human flesh. And when he came into the world, he laid aside his glory, his power, his deity or his being God. Came into the world as a man like you and me. As a human being without power, without glory. He did not perform miracle until he received the infilling of the Holy Spirit at the Jordan River at 30 years old. After that, he began to walk as a man. Everyone say man. Amen. He was not walking as God. He was walking as man, anointed, filled by the Holy Spirit. Jesus came into the world for four main reasons. Number one, he came to the world as a man, as a human being, walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, performed signs and wonders by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not because he is God, but he was a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. Number one, he came to the world to show all of us because we never saw God, but he want to show us how the Father is like. So the first reason Jesus came to the world is to show how God looks like. When we read about the story of Jesus, we understand how God is like. Number two, He came into the world to die on the cross and to make atonement for the sins of the whole world. He came to the world to save those who humble themselves to repent and to put their faith in Him so that their sins will be forgiven and they will have salvation. They will be set free from demons, from sickness and disease and they can go to heaven and live for eternity and have an abundant life. Jesus came to the world to save us, number two. Number three, Jesus came into the world to destroy or to defeat the power of darkness. As a human being like me, I have no way to cast out demons. I cannot do that. If you go to mission trip with me to Thailand or to other cities, I used to go to also Indonesia, you can see me cast out demons all over the place. Thousands of demons. Actually, yesterday somebody told me that he was touched by the fire of God here. And every time the fire of God touched him, Demon come out of him. And one night, he had a dream. In his dream, he was standing. This is, he just told me yesterday. He was standing. He is a member of our church. He was standing in the dream, and he saw a lot of ants crawling out of his feet and all over the place. And he tried to stamp on those ants, but it's too much to kill. He eventually heard the voice that get the fire and shoot the fire into those ants. Have you seen mummy? And you saw that black stuff that come out to eat people, the black animal, the black small thing. When I saw that movie, I thought, oh, this look like demons. <laughs> so he shoot the fire on and kill all the ants. And then God spoke to him. When you come into the church, New Hope, I cast demons out of you. And the fire of God burned them and get rid of them. And we cannot do that without the name of Jesus. Jesus came to destroy the work of the enemy. 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The reason I lay hand all the time, I impart the fire of God, kick out all the junk all the time because I don't want our members to be sick. I don't want our members to die of cancer and have arthritis and blood disease and rheumatological disease and all the junk that, The devil wants to put to you through demonic activities. We need to burn them out, kick them out out of the church. Amen? That's number three. Jesus came to destroy the work of the enemy. Number four. This is what we're going to learn today. Seeking God. He came to show us how to live on this earth as a human being, have faith in the Father, and anointed by the Holy Spirit. He showed us example that we can do the same thing. That's why the Bible says that we should grow up to become like Christ. And when we become like Christ, I don't mean that we have to be a Jewish man. I don't mean that we have to have a long beard and wear the clothes like a Jewish person. Jesus never called us to be Jewish. Jesus called us to be his disciple. And we can be a Thai man, an American man, a Chinese man, but we can become like him in his character. Not the way he dressed, not the way he put his hairstyle. We're talking about his character. What is his character? His character is that he live in absolute submission, absolute obedience to the Father, absolute dependence on the Father, and produce absolute fulfillment and absolute success and fruitfulness, anointed by the Holy Spirit, living a holy life Then, when people see us, they will see Christ in us. And one of the characteristics of Jesus Christ is that as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, Jesus did not sing, Whatever will be, will be. He was a man anointed by the Holy Spirit that wholeheartedly, absolutely, 100% seeking the direction of the Father and want to have the relationship with the Father all the time. His life manifests Humility and trust and faith in God as our example. And we want to follow His example. In John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus answered and said to them, Most actually, I say to you, the Son, mean Jesus Himself, can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. For whatever He, mean the Father, does, the Son, mean Jesus, also does in like manner. Every action, every word he say, every move he make, every decision he make, everywhere he go, the reason behind all these things is the Father. The Father dictates his whole life. He was seeking the Father so much that he was controlled and dictated by the will of the Father 24-7 all the time. But he cannot walk like that without the seeking heart, to please the Father and to know the will of the Father. He has that heart. He wants to please the Father, seeking the Father. John chapter 5, verse 30, I can of myself do nothing. Can you imagine? The Son of the living God say, I of myself can do nothing. Who are we? We are just human beings. We are not having the fullness of the anointing of the Holy Spirit like Jesus. We all have measure of the Holy Spirit. But He has the fullness, unlimited anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he say like this, with the unlimited anointing, he say, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge and my judgment is righteous. It means that he can hear the voice of man. He can hear the voice of devil and he can hear the voice of the father. And as he hear, he can judge what is right and what is wrong. And he only want to follow the voice of the father because I do not seek my own will. Everyone say seek. Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Jesus lived a life of seeking the Father wholeheartedly. Wants to know the Father's will wholeheartedly. He lived a life of prayer. He lived a life of humility. He wants to know what exactly the Father wanted him to do. He lived a life of faith. If people don't pray and don't seek God, what it means? When people don't seek God, they don't pray, they don't pursue God. It means they are having a big problem called pride. When people don't see God, don't follow God, don't seek the direction of God, they are telling God that I can lead my own life. I can run my own life. I don't need God that much. I'm a smart guy. I'm a smart woman. I don't need God to tell me what to do. That is not very wise because you can make mistakes. You can go in the wrong place and die. You can get in the wrong place and get into car accident. You can make mistakes and lose a lot of money because you don't seek the wisdom of God. So wise people will be humble. Actually, the Bible says the fear of the Lord will give you wisdom. So you become wise when you fear God and you seek God and you humble yourself. God says in the Bible that I give you grace if you are humble. People who don't pray, who don't seek God, frankly, don't get mad at me. It's a sign of pride. Not only that, it's a sign of lack of faith or unbelief they have unbelief or they have doubt. Why people don't see God, they don't pray because they think, I can run my own life. Number two, they think if I ask God, what a big difference. He cannot do anything for me anyway. I'm going to use my own muscle. I'm going to use my own intellect to run my own life. They don't have faith. They don't have humility. But Jesus Christ set a good example to us. He lived a life of humility. He lived a life of faith. He sought the direction of the Father. He wanted to know what the Father wanted to say. And He said to us the same thing. He said that God the Father sent me, I sent you. So what it means is that I come to show you how I live in relationship with the Father and to fulfill the calling and the work that the Father called me to do on earth here. But now I send you in my name to do the same thing, is to live the same way I live, and also to do and to finish the work that God ordained for you. Therefore, we need to look at his example. His example is that Jesus totally sought the Father all the time. He was so humble. He was so full of faith. You remember he said, I can of myself do nothing. Only that he kept connecting, kept having relationship with the Father, kept drawing the things from heaven. Then he can do something. And he said the same thing to us, the same way. John chapter 15, verse 5 say, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, for without me, you can do nothing. He said in the same way. He said, I need the Father. I need to stay connected to the Father all the time. You need to stay connected with me all the time in order to produce fruit from the scripture he wants to encourage us to be seeking Christians, hungry Christians, seeking the kingdom of God, seeking the things of God, have a prayer life. Amen. Amen? Jesus said, I don't seek any honor from men. In John chapter 5, verse 41, I do not receive honor from men. Why did he say that? Because it is his lifestyle. His lifestyle is not pressured by man. His lifestyle is always draw the things from the Father. And he always received direction from the Father. So when he received direction, he make it happen. And what happened? Some good things happen: Fruitfulness, success, fulfillment. And then who get the glory? God the Father get the glory. Because he know that everything he did came from the Father. And not only that, God the Father give glory to him. He live for the glory of the Father. And the Father give the glory or honor to him. He was not seeking honor from many. Can we live like that? We should live like that. We should be the people who live on earth for the glory of God. And let God honor us and give us glory instead of seeking honor from human beings. How to do that? We need to be humble, walking by faith. I'm going to read certain scripture here to show you how Jesus was so seeking the Father. After Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit, he went out, he preached the gospel, he taught the truth of God, he laid hand on the sick, and the sick instantly healed. He cast out demons in front of people. He raised the dead. He fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. He performed miracles. He walked on the water. His fame went out all over the place. His meeting was very big. Thousands of people came. He was very accepted and very reputable, and famous in that generation. In other words, his ministry was worldwide in compared to today. It might be in the TV. People are like, Oh Jesus, I want to go to see Jesus. I'm gonna fly there to see Jesus. He was very famous. He was very busy too, healing people, lay hands on people day and night, a lot of work to do. He was very successful when he turned thirty years old, young man. But look at what he did. Was he really seeking those things to be famous? Look at Luke chapter 5, verses 15 to 16. However, the report went around concerning him all the more. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So, listen carefully. Instead of saying, oh, great, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to build a big house. I'm going to be famous in the TV. So he himself, means Jesus, often. Everyone say often. What does it mean often? Frequent, not once a while, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. It's amazing. In the midst of great fame and reputation, business of his ministry, instead of pursuing more fame, he always withdrew himself to seek the presence of the Father and to draw the input, the strength, the energy, the anointing, the faith, and the love from heaven all the time. Very often. Jesus did not sing whatever will be, will be. He was seeking. He was searching after God. He was pressing in. He wanted to have a relationship with the Father all the days of his life. What a great example to all of us. In the midst of those miracles, he still ran away in the quiet place and spent time with the Father. Look at another situation in Luke chapter 5 verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day and he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town. Can you imagine every town? Even religious leaders who were against him came from every time, wanted to see him. Wow, this guy is amazing. He could heal the sick. He could cast out demons. You need to understand that casting out demons never happened in the Old Testament. Jesus was the first person who cast out demons in the history of the Bible of every town in Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem, three big regions came to that place and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. In other words, Jesus Christ was a container of the anointing. Wherever he went, he brought the presence of God, the glory, the presence of God and when the glory of the Lord, the presence of God filled the place, people who sat there got healed. I heard the testimony from a brother in the church When Pastor Joe Cruz came, the presence of God was here so strong and all the pain in his body was gone. I just experienced on Friday night, I went to the care group. I start to have infection in my eyelids and I call my infectious disease doctor friend. What should I do? What should I take? So I did the right thing. I took the right medication and I prayed too. But the inflammation keep bigger and bigger and I start to get concerned because I'm going to fly to Japan. I don't want to have a big red eye in Japan, next Sunday. I noticed even with the strong antibiotic, the infection kept getting worse. I don't know what to do except to depend on the Lord. But miracle happened when I went to the care group on Friday night while we were worshipping God. And when Pastor Da began to share her heart, I felt anointing. I felt the presence of God right away. And you know, when I walked out of that house, the swelling come down immediately. And all the pain is gone. I can stop taking Tylenol and Or the antibiotic, And now I'm almost healed. In the presence of God, there was healing. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The key of Christianity is to be in the presence of God. It's not religion. At that time, Jesus showed up. A lot of people came and all of them want to spend time with him. But what did he do? He still want to spend time with the Father. If we keep giving out, giving out, We're going to be burnt out, and we're going to be tired and exhausted. Therefore, he makes a way of life to seek the Father all the time. He seeks the Father to draw the strength, draw the anointing, draw the love and faith. He needs to rejuvenate. He needs to recharge the battery. He needs to come into the presence of God to fill up again, to be able to go out and give again. You cannot give what you don't have. If you don't have anointing, you cannot give an anointing. Empty hand lay on or empty head, nothing going to happen. So you need to be filled with the anointing, to lay hand on somebody, and then somebody something going to happen. Amen. He draws the anointing. He just keeps sustaining the anointing in his life by seeking and spending time with the Father and make a decision to hate sin, fear the Lord and walk in holiness. Everyone says power. power. Everyone says purity. If you want the power of God, you need to live in purity or in holiness. Amen. Jesus set a good example to us to live in purity and holiness. Tremendous healing happened. Tremendous thing happened. But look at his lifestyle, how he seek God. Matthew 14, to 23. Immediately, Jesus made his disciple get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain, by himself, to watch TV, to play a computer game. What did he do? To pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. I believe I and Pastor Dar can identify with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are busy ministering to people. And we are busy in meeting the needs of humanity. I share this that maybe you can identify with our feeling. When I go to Thailand, I lay hand on about 1,000 people every head. And some of them come up three times. So I lay hand about 2,000 times on one meeting. Some of them have a lot of demons, have to kneel down and cast out demons for five minutes and then go to the next person, go next person, go next person. 2,000 times. By the time I went to the hotel room, I looked like a zombie. I was so exhausted, but I still need to wake up in the morning to pray and spend time with the Lord, to draw the anointing again. I know Pastor Da very well. Every week she will clean up her house before care group on thursday wednesday night she clean up all clean up by thursday 20 25 30 women show up in her house care group after that it's a mess again she need to clean up again clean up care group clean up so i noticed that in the nighttime she is very exhausted and tired you may have a different lifestyle from us some of you may be a wife and your husband is working so hard and you want to make sure he really loves God and serves God in the church. So you work all day cleaning up, cooking for him. By the end of the day, you feel exhausted. You need some energy. And where is the source of the energy? How did Jesus spend typical day? The typical day of Jesus is very busy. Can you imagine? Look at what the Bible says. Mark chapter 1 verse 33. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Who? Can you imagine? The whole city came to that place to let him lay hand on and he must be tired by the end of the day. And look at how Jesus lived his life in verse 35. Verse 35, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he woke up early in the morning, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. After long days of Ministering to people, maybe for you, long day of cooking, cleaning, taking care of your husband, meeting your husband's needs. Maybe some of you, long day of work at the hospital or at your workplace, come home, you need to teach your children the lesson from the class and then prepare the lesson for the care group. Some of you may have to clean up your house for the care group meeting. You have a lot of activities, you have a lot of work to do, ministry to do. How are you going to overcome exhaustion and tiredness and being drained out. You need to seek God, spend time with God. Amen. Look at verse 36 to verse 37. Verse 33, talking about the whole city came already. Then 35, he went up to pray. After he finished praying, what happened? And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. Non-stop, all day. Wake up, pray. And then people searching for him want him to pray for again. And look at verse 38. This is interesting. But he said to them, Let us go into the next town that I may preach there also. Because for this purpose, I have come forth. Jesus went up to the mountain and prayed to get direction from the Father. After he prayed that morning, God, the Father, told him, It's over here now. You go to the next city. You go to the next city. How did Jesus get direction? From spending time with the Father. Amen. He got direction from heaven by seeking to know the will of the Father. When I say pray, don't take me wrong. I don't mean that you just sit down on your knee and then ask, give me this, give me that, give me new beamers, new Acura, give me new house, give, give, give me, give me. I don't mean that way. When I say pray, pray is two ways communication. You talk to God and God talks to you. You seek God and you hear from God. You can hear from God from the sermon. Hear from God by being in the church. going to a care group. Spend time in your driving, talking to God. And God talks to you. Spend time back and forth, talking back and forth. And God will give you direction. I believe that you can live that kind of lifestyle. Your friend may be dead in an accident. But you are not dead because you avoid the accident. God can going to tell you not to go there go here. God will tell you exactly what to do when your boss says, do this, and you get a project, and you spend time talking. He will tell you direction what to do with that project. You're going to be very fruitful, fulfilled, and successful because you are seeking the direction of God all the time. Amen. That's why Jesus said that I can do nothing of myself. I need the direction from the Father. Why did Jesus seek direction from the Father? Why did Jesus seek God all the time? Because he wants to be the right person, to do the right thing, to say the right words, to be at the right place, at the right time, with the right attitude, and produce the right outcome all the time. Everyone say, the right person. The right words. The right action. Right Right place. Right Right time. Right Right. attitude. And the maximum outcome. How many people want to live that way? If your life is in a mess, financially, health, relationship, please don't blame God because you run your own life. This morning, January 1st, 2012, I encourage all of you to change your lifestyle, seeking God. Amen? Amen. Before Jesus chose the twelve disciple, what did he do? The Bible says he prayed all night. Even to get a team to join him, he needed to pray all night to find out Who's going to be in his team, the 12 disciples? Some of you are single. I hope that you don't choose a spouse by just walking by and see some very handsome man. Ooh, he looks like a movie star. Nice nose, nice eyebrow, Come in with Mercedes, nice job. And you look and you go by that flesh. Before you marry somebody, a partner, you need to pray. Is this right? Otherwise, if you have a lot of handkerchief and cry later on, don't blame God. Because you never ask God and you do your own things. Amen? Make a wrong investment, make a wrong move, because you never pray. You never seek God and spend time in the presence of God. And sometimes spend time in the presence of God also can bring a lot of blessing to other people. I give you an example in Luke chapter 9, verse 18. And it happened as he was done praying. You notice that Jesus prayed a lot. (laughs) Jesus, all this scripture I read, he prayed a lot. He, had done, he was also done praying that his disciples joined him and he asked them. You notice that Jesus asked the disciple at the right timing, who do the crowd say that I am? And you know the answer. Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And after he answered the right question, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. He spent time praying not only for his direction, but he spent time praying for the disciple that the revelation from heaven will come to his disciple. Some wife in this room, your husband may be stubborn right now. They don't want to come to church. They reject God. They put their fist up to God. If you spend time with God, pray that God will bring revelation to your husband. One day, he's going to be on his knee worshiping Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Some of you may be concerned about your kids. Your children kind of walk away, backslide, playing too much game on the TV or on the internet instead of serving God, instead of worrying about it. Pray, seeking the presence of God. And ask God to reveal the truth to your children. It may not happen overnight, it may not happen in one day, but God will answer your prayer. Amen? I want to encourage all of you right now. Make a decision. As a pastor, I cannot force you, I don't pay you to seek God. I cannot put you in jail to seek God. I cannot put handcuff on you and say, because you don't seek God, i can going spank you. I cannot do that. It's your own choice. But I encourage you from today on to be a man and a woman like Jesus, to seek God with all your heart, to diligently seek Him, to know Him, to grow, to know His Word, to have relationship with Him 24-7. How do you do that? God gives us formula. How do we seek God? God gives us formula in the Bible. Number one, make sure you read the Bible every day. Number two, make sure that you listen to anointed teaching. Make sure you go to church every Sunday. Make sure you go to care group. Get into fellowship. Get into the presence of God. Make sure you are filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Get into the prayer line. Get filled with the file of God. Make sure that you repent every single day. Get your antenna tuned up. Listen to God all the time. Don't be prideful, don't walk in doubt and unbelief, but walk by faith. If you can do all of these things, you will be fulfilled and successful. And God will use you powerfully. Amen? God has done his part already. He gave you all the way to help you. But you have to do your part. Seek God. Take action. Go to care group. Read the Bible. Pray. Spend time with God. Don't blame God if something bad happened, because you make your own choice not to do those things. Amen? I can guarantee if you do that, there's no divorce in this church. There's no adultery in this church. There's no cancer and sickness in this church. If you do all of these things, God's going to protect you and you're going to be fruitful. You're going to be healthy and strong and live a long life. But If you, whatever will be, will be. If I feel good, I will go to church. If I don't feel good, I'm not going to show up. If you do like that, you're going to pay the price. Because the devil is like roaring lion. He is ready to devour you. And you cannot blame God. Because you don't put protection on yourself. You don't get up to be strong in faith. And he's going to come and attack you. You need to seek God yourself. I cannot force you to seek God. You need to seek God yourself. Everyone point to yourself. I need to seek God. His righteousness. I become a diligent seeker, and He will reward me. He will provide for me all the things that I need. That is His promise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many people say, I repent today and I will seek God more than before? Praise God.